because it is. Bam. <laughs> Bam. And you know the Sunday afternoon thing? I have to say, I don't know why I never thought about recording on a Sunday afternoon. As long as, like, there isn't something crazy event going on or something, it's like, mm-hmm. I've already worked in the morning. Why not record? <laughs> why not throw right? the recording, too? Yeah. It's like, duh. Why, why didn't we ever think of this one before? Okay. Um, oh, it's my day off, so you're making me work on my day off. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Sal. Just wanted to rub that in, dear. I, I do know the feeling when I have to record on Fridays. I get it, Sal. <laughs> yep, I know. I know. It yeah, and you're making us work on the only day a week we work because we only work on Sundays. <laughs> That's, That's right. For an hour a day. Got to consolidate, man. <laughs> okay, so. Um... Party on, guys. Party on. Rock on. <laughs> well, welcome back. Welcome back, podcasters, to another episode of the Party on Johncast, uh, most excellent podcast dealing with uh, music, coffee, whatever we're drinking, and totally awesome, righteous uh, theology, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Um, <laughs> this is uh, the Reverend Fausto Marco. Uh, the angel of death, a ordained teacher, elder, teaching elder uh, in the ministry of hospice chaplaincy in the Presbytery of the Highlands, the PCUSA. And that all of that, all of that, all of that is true. Uh, and I am the rockin' Reverend Todd Laddick. I am an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, serving a congregation in Newton, New Jersey. The first, granted there are no second, third, fourth, or fifth, but the first United Methodist Church of Newton, New Jersey. And um, yeah, and uh, I am on higher ground from whoever is beneath that church at any given moment geographically. Mm-hmm. So right. God ordained it. <laughs> it's okay because it's now it's now we'll a Seventh Day Adventist. It's now a Seventh Day Adventist that Todd is above, so it's okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you know what? That is fitting. You know, I love those Seventh Day Adventists, but come on. <laughs> cool. Uh, Reverend Blake Severson, the Viking vicar, um, pastor of. South Park Presbyterian Church uh, for another couple of weeks. Um, then we change our name um, and location and all kinds of other things. But um, yeah, ordained uh, minister of word and sacrament, a title I will always claim versus teaching elder. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, in the PCUSA and Viking uh, aficionado in general. And I agree with you. Doesn't it go without saying that elders teach? Like you don't, you don't need that to be a title. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, in, 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 in our, in our polity, teach, it matters. Sacrament. But, 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I I stumbled on my my title there for a second because I was like, do I call myself a teaching elder or a minister of word sacrament? I just yeah. bumbled it out. And, yeah. Well, you'll always be a both. minister of word and sacrament to me, Sal. Yes, that's right. Always. And, to, and to validated. You you are then validated. Words are very sacramental when I hear them. I'm just saying. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel validated. Good. I love gushing on you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that brings us to our. He does or does not brew segment. <clears throat> hey guys. Yep. Hey. What? I think I'm going to retire the joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the joke is being retired. <laughs> Thanks for the, the way, but it's, it, it, it's the way we've always done it, Sal. So. This I was know. a real "Hey guys" announcement here. Like he was, <laughs> we were like waiting for the same to come out, and it just didn't. Sundays are Sundays are crazy. Man, Sundays are crazy. Know what's gonna happen? Now we know that we know that God loves coffee because He wrote a book out, wrote about it in the Book of Hebrews. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh boy, I love that. Uh, oh, that joke is <clears throat> so. Who's going first? I can. Um, okay. I'm drinking. I'm drinking uh, Grizzly Grizzly Claw from Kicking Horse again. Um, my favorite, pretty much my favorite coffee there is. Um, same prep, double shot out of our espresso machine. The best 500 bucks we ever spent ever. Um, the espresso machine. The machine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, is it an espresso or? No, it's a, we actually have to like pack it, tamp it. Oh, like a real, espresso. it's a real, the real deal. And man, yeah. like I kid you not when I say like, very rarely has like a, something where people are like, Oh, if you get it, like you'll save so much money. It's worth the investment. I've never found that to be true with almost anything except for this. Hmm. Like I've, we've stopped going to coffee shops because oh, it's yeah. just better at home and we already have the coffee. Um, it is, we have more, we have more than, more than made back the money that we spent on it. No question. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're your own barista at that point. Mm -hmm. And, and you know how you like your coffee. Nobody makes your coffee the way you like to make your coffee. I mean, it's just, yeah. Amen. Here, here. Yeah. I'm uh, drinking the old standby Tim Hortons. Timmy Ho. Timmy Ho's. Timmy Ho's. Out of, <clears throat> not, not out of a $500 espresso machine, out of a $80 Keurig machine, which probably is a lot worse. It's a, it's a Keurig. Whatever, gotcha. Man. Wow. Um, I guess he did brew today then, uh, just differently, because uh, I have here from the land of the mighty angry Eric. And I can't. It's going to be stripe. Oh, stripe! I just got to put myself in it. Okay, so here I have. Oh, look at this! I just got to put myself into the picture, and that works. So um, I have Angry Eric's uh, Eric the Orange here. Obviously, a play on Eric the Red. Uh, Mister Viking would know that. Uh, Viking vicar, I should say. And so Eric the Orange is a. a um, an ale that is made with has orange in it somehow, some way, and it is also oaked, so it picks up a vanilla flavor, and it is beautiful, beautiful release for this time of year. And so I'm going to now try 
uh, attempt to open this up. And if it won't open up the easy way, then I will have to get manly with it. And that's fine, too. Because this is as manly as I get. <laughs> I'm watching the Viking Vigor go, really? Manly? Really? Okay. Sure. All right. Oh, that even like... Oh, and I'm drinking it, and this is going to be very hard to see until I put one. And it's showing up because it's clear. That's weird. Uh, I'm drinking it in their, uh, I think it's their eighth anniversary. Nice. Uh, it was this year or something like that, but it's their anniversary glass for this year. So right. here we go. Let you hear the fizz and all that, you know. So this is fresh from the tap from yesterday. Brought it home for today because you got to come prepared. And uh, bro, it's so good. <laughs> Bros, I should say. I have to say, I on my birthday a couple weeks ago, treated myself to some Angry Eric's. Uh, their their brown ale. I forget what they call it. But their brown King ale. Not. King King Canute. King Canute. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I can finally get it up here in West Milford, so. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to FedEx them out to Blake. And they do pronounce. I'm pretty sure they pronounce it. Uh, oh, is it Canute off the? Is it a god? K N U T. K N U T. Yeah. Well, so I, don't they, was, they call, I don't know if it was a god, but definitely a famous Viking. I mean, Viking. Were, I mean, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's like calling somebody Tim. What's neat about them is they take those they take those famous Viking names and like like so King Nut, right? Or King Canute, which is probably the way to pronounce it, but but they pronounce it King Nut because it has and, and you can attest to this. You, you drink it and it's maple up front, maple brown ale up front, and then there's this nuttiness that comes up behind it and it's so good. So King Canute, uh King Nut. Either way, uh, gang yep. freaking ale. <laughs> yep, sweet. That was on tap this weekend, by the way, uh, Sal. Nice. So that is my that is our uh, Hebrew segment, which brings us to our most excellent music segment. May the fourth edition. May the fourth edition. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll see what that sounds like echoey. <laughs> You're trying to like get us onto some ASMR channels or something like that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever listened to someone drinking? Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. That's the worst. <laughs> okay. I'm in rare form. It is a Sunday. Yeah. Our work week is over. See you next Sunday. Uh, you gotta love yeah, you guys. You guys you guys got a lot done in your one hour a week, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I was asked, I was questioned, um, you know, how much uh not by anybody from my church, ironically. <laughs> 
ironically. Uh, now, my church loves uh, 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 this this stuff because they get the benefit of it. But um, uh, I was asked by somebody, a, a colleague of sorts, uh, or retired colleague, I should say, and um, you know, like how you know how many hours do you put into recording podcasts over you know working at the church? I'm like. Well, uh, in terms of my living, you know, life giving water podcast, well, as long as it takes to write and preach a sermon, mm. <laughs> like really, not much, man. People don't understand technology; they just don't get it. It's cool. Mm, no, and this, I I do know this this certain retired clergyman, and uh, same question could be asked of him. 50 years ago, how much time did you put into uh, your work in the community over uh, your, your church? Yeah, correct. Uh, Sal's pulling off the great disappearing act, which is Ooh. awesome. He's, sure. uh, I, I was going to say, it was really kind of sexy having Sal as a disembodied voice. but um, Somebody was trying to call me. <laughs> Don't you hate so, when that happens? That happens I sent him the voicemail. Yeah, that happens to me when I was preaching, actually, because I used my iPad as a, you know, of course, they're connected. So somebody tried to call me while I was preaching. I'm like, really? really? And it was somebody who should have known better. <laughs> yeah. But, well, that's, uh, I'll never forget. I was in the middle of uh, preaching one Sunday, and I had put my, I was doing pulpits by here in West Milford, actually, put my cell phone down because I use it as a hotspot to bring up my prayers and stuff. And I'm pre literally in the middle of my sermon, and the whole entire lecture starts shaking. And it was, it was, uh, it was Bristol Glen because of the state of entered. And I was like, "Yeah, that it's a Sunday. You know, don't bother me on a Sunday." Yeah. Yes, but, of course, of course. So, um, boy, that was a long intro to. Uh, she was. To, to anyway. It. Most excellent music segment. What are we listening to? We can almost reintro it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, who's going first? I, I mean, I can, or somebody else can. Either way, go for it. Go okay. for it. So I have, as Sal well knows, uh, been really, really, really into uh, Striper. Like one of the things I do for my practice, um, my London practice every year um is to uh listen to like mostly like well not mostly all christian or instrumental so the instrumental doesn't have to be christian per se but it has to have some sort of spiritual connection i have to have some sort of spiritual connection to it it needs to be a kind of a, a thing that brings me to a spiritual place so um so I do that every year, and this year, instead of listening to worship songs, I found myself listening to Christian metal and Christian rock, you know, so I was listening to Petra, I was listening to um, Demon Hunter, other things, but then I, I decided, you know, I was like, oh, let me check out Striper, I haven't listened to them in forever, and just found myself just like, wow, like, you know, like, I, you know, I always knew that they were good, and I, I always loved them, but like, it's been so long since I've listened to them, I forgot how good they were. <laughs> even though they wore spandex and did the whole full eighties thing, but man, they're just such a good band. They really are. Um, and so one song that has been really speaking to me, I think it's the absolute, uh, message of the resurrection. 
uh, and that is To Hell With The Devil. <laughs> Good old classic Striper song. And so uh, I'll just read the lyrics to that. That's a song I really, really love. Um, and uh, let me see if I can find the lyrics to that, because, you know, usually those are the first that pop up. But for whatever reason, today, Striper's showing videos. Okay, here we go. So, uh, so to hell with the devil. Says, well, speak of the devil. He's no friend of mine. To turn from him is what we've got in mind. Just a liar and a thief. The world tells. The word tells us so. We like to let him know where he can go. To hell with the devil. To hell with the devil. When things are going wrong, you know who to blame. He'll always live up to his name. He's never been the answer. There's a better way. We are here to rock you and to say to hell with the devil. To hell with the devil. And I'm like, you know, like one thing I really like about Striper is they got, um, and Petra too, they got like that rock and roll was a vehicle to really like, in fact, they, not only not only is it a vehicle, but Jesus I mean, you want to talk about heavy metal, die and then come back to life. <laughs> that's freaking heavy metal, right? Like that's heavy. And, and, um, so like, like Striper gets that and they just, they pump it to arena metal, like hair metal, uh, uh, levels. And it was just, I just have been such a Striper fan. Also, uh, their new stuff is just as good <laughs> their original stuff and and they get a little bit more political though it's subtle um you if you read the last three or four albums they've had just the read the track listings you can tell uh it's in the age of trump and it's a response to trump especially the 2020 albums uh which is their most recent album uh what is the name of that one again uh even the devil believes even the devil believes one of the tracks on that album is Make Love Great Again. Uh, gee, I wonder what that's referring to. You know, like, I wonder what that's a play on. So, uh, you know, like, I just, I love the fact that these guys are truly metal. Like, they're Christian, yes, but they're truly metal. It's it's about uh, standing up and telling the man no. <laughs> this is this is not, this is not the direction we're supposed to go in. This, we're supposed to go in that man's direction not that man's direction and, and i i um i love that about them so i'm done <laughs> so I'll go ahead mine kind okay. of ties into our main segment i think okay um well um i have been listening a lot to the uh, i think i mentioned it last time the soundtrack to uh, the lost kingdom so if you haven't watched that series or listened I think I sent one of the tracks to you guys. Um, go check it out. Uh, but, <clears throat> but for this episode, I have, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard the band Theocracy. Yes, I um, love them. Yeah, kind of like a, pro a prog metal band, but they're Christian. Uh, <clears throat> and so Ghost Ship, the title song on that album, came out in 2016. Uh, the, the chorus of that song is, Pay the Piper, Here We Go. Got a <clears throat> ticket for a one-way journey. Slay the Viper. Come follow, even if you're ordinary. There's a place for you here. Raise the anchor. All aboard as the captain calls his misfits. This ghost ship sets off to shake the world. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up feeling like a 
feeling not so ordinary in a misfit. So mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I lived on the island of misfit toys right along with you, Stell. Yep. 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 Something tells me so, Blake was there too. It's hard to see each other mm -hmm. on the island misfit toys because you just feel like such a misfit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why are we such a misfit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> my uh, my backup was a Jason Gray song that I uh, posted on Facebook, kind of as a dedication to Calvin and soon to be Alex. Uh, yeah, what I yeah around the time you guys hear this, I will probably be at the hospital welcoming a little baby boy into the world. Yes, and what time? Uh, what what day is Baby Boy's due date technically? Technically May eighth, so we are in that two week, two week window. So the doctor on Tuesday very may well say. Congress no, just announced going. another due date for his uh, granddaughter. I think granddaughter, or somebody. Uh, I think granddaughter. She's due on May fifth. So I was like, because I I actually lifted you and Allison up in prayer this morning. So I'll just let you know that at church. And so Thank right you. after I did that came the May 5th announcement. And I was like, ooh, so we got a couple two-week window nice. babies in, in there. So, yeah. yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Jason Gray's song that I kind of – he actually wrote it as a to his kids. Um, but one of, the, one of the verses says that I hope – it's basically uh, what I wish for you is the song is about he wishes his kids face adversity – because he knows that it'll make them closer to God and learn from it. Uh, but one of the verses says that, I hope you can forgive yourself, because if you're like me, you'll probably cause a lot of hell. Maybe one day you can add me to the list as well of what I hope you can forgive. So yeah. a little preemptively, I'm going to ask my kids to forgive me for whatever I do to them. Well, trust me, uh, that is a good thing to do because I did that as well. And I did that all through life, like preemptively, like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not perfect. I get, and when I did something, you know, if I overreacted on something, you know, even though the fundamental reason why I was mad was right, maybe the way I handled it wasn't, I would always apologize and, and you know, kind of say, look, um, I'm not perfect. And, um, and it's a, it's a good thing to do that because it will be less shocking when later in life they go to therapy and say, yeah, dad, we, we preemptive, we, we thank you for your preemptive, uh, plea for forgiveness. We do forgive you. Now we're going to counseling <laughs> because I, I mean, it's every, I mean, it's every parent, it's every child, right? Like you, your parents do the best they can with what they've got, hopefully. And not everybody has that, but most people do. And and then, but they they're imperfect human beings, and they make their mistakes, and they scar their kids along the way, just like their parents did, just like their parents did, and so on and so forth. So that's just human nature. Um, but hopefully we don't scar them too much. Hopefully it's healthy scarring that leads them to be better human beings. You know, like not like actual scarring because we beat them behind the woodshed or something. <laughs> we're, we're talking metaphorical here, not literal. <laughs> literal scarring, not good ever <laughs> yeah yeah so. and that leaves you blake yeah um so i've got two um one is uh kind of a, a shout out and a in memoriam for taylor hawkins of the food fighters who died since we last got together um yeah it was awful. Before um, you go into that i have a question have you seen studio 666 
Not yet. No. It is good. I bet. I bet you loved it. I thought about you when it came out. I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. I just totally so rented it, and I'm gonna own it when I can. Uh, Yeah, it was only for for rent at this time, but yeah, yeah, Uh, great movie. And Taylor Hawkins obviously is in it, and yeah, yeah, it was it was it was touching, but also bittersweet to see him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so they I don't know if you remember the Sonic Highways album they did. It was marginally well received, um, but they did this thing. A lot of stuff. You like a lot of things, but they. you know, they, they recorded in all these different places and they would kind of like go to the community they were going to, the city they were going to record in and then kind of like get a feel for the place and then write a song based off of what they experienced. And my favorite song off of that album is, which is honestly one of my favorite Foo Fighters songs ever, um, is I Am A River. Um, mm-hmm. And it came, it came out in 2015 and it hit right around the time I was getting my butt handed to me in my previous, my last call. And, you know, they're not a Christian band uh, by any means, but I remember hearing this song and feeling like um, Jesus was calling out to me through. It was incredible. Um, and so um, if you can, you make me host Todd. Their I co-host? can make you host. Absolutely. Yes. And then just deliver that back to me. Yeah, once we'll do. Um, but, you know, there's this this beautiful um the channel changing um the heart is racing from voices on the wire the soul is yearning the coal is burning the ember starts a fire can we recover love for each other the measure of your life um and but this chorus um is the thing that always gets me um and so i'm gonna we're good now um share and share sound um no nope, i don't want you to see my facebook it's <laughs> happening Who's yeah that? right but we love your facebook why can't i there it is um so i'm gonna just hit play here it's right at the point where this chorus hits I just, I mean, in the the rawness of that moment of my life, I mean, I I go back to it just about every time I hear that chorus because I was listening to it all the time because it was just this intense, like, I felt like, you know, Jesus is calling me to, you know, to join in with him in in this really beautiful sense, right? And so that was a a song from that time. 
Um, and it's just one that every time I think of the Foo Fighters, I think of that. And it's this wonderful kind of, ex, you know, experience of the gospel coming through a very secular song. Because they're just, you know, they're reading about a, a underground river they found when they went through some door in Soho. Right. Like yeah. that's the whole song. And that's what came out of it. It's really incredible. What I what um, reminds me of actually is and a former band of uh, Grohl's, obviously Nirvana. Uh, mm-hmm. The song Polly. I mean, this is a, a a style of writing that came out in grunge in the '90s. But this idea of um, reflecting more accurately the reality around you. A lot of rock before that had been like, "Let's party it up." We're the big boys in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Nirvana came around and said, "Yeah, life kind of sucks, and let, let's show us. Let's show you how. <laughs> let me count the ways." <laughs> And, um, and, and so they wrote this song about this local girl that was abducted, kidnapped and Mm -hmm. tortured, hung upside down, tortured with the blowtorch, everything, and wrote this song, Polly, from the perspective of the perpetrator. But in this, the twist that Kurt Cobain added to it was that she, she tricks him into thinking she likes it and then finds a way to escape. Now she does escape. We don't know how or whether she did that or not. So that was his addition to it. But it was like her outwitting him uh, in the song, uh, even though it's from his perspective. And I think about Dave Grohl and I think about uh, Nirvana and, and Kurt Cobain and those two, obviously, and their linking connection together. But also Dave Grohl's continuing songwriting, uh, which has just grown deeper and deeper and deeper over the years. Uh, the dude just, again, just is able to take you to a perspective that you're not in and make you feel it. And uh, that's that's what that reminds me of. You know, this is yeah. Soho versus somebody being raped in the basement of some creepy guy's house. Mm-hmm. But 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 again, able. And you know that song Polly would have never been that, that could not be recorded today. That would no. not be an okay song to sing, like mm-hmm. in any stretch of the imagination. And then one two of his fans ended up raping a girl singing that song to them, and he found out about it and dedicated the new way of poly on incesticide, which is even heavier and angrier to what he called those two wastes of sperm. And I'm so disheartened to know that there are plankton like that in my audience. (laughs) I hope they got the message anyway. Yeah. uh, That's off on a tangent, but Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl is a hero of Mm -hmm. mine, one of my heroes. And uh, from his days to Nirvana through the Foo Fighters, the guy is just awesome. And yeah. the band's awesome. Pat Smear, yeah. all of them. They're legends. Yeah, so my... my oh, sorry, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you haven't listened to Taylor, Haw- Taylor Hawkins and the Tailcoat Riders, his solo project stuff, it is great. So good, awesome. man. Taylor Hawkins. Here's the Taylor Hawkins, man. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, yeah, cheers. Uh, so my second song is a similar song. It was one that came out around the same time. And, um, you know, as I've, as I was thinking about the, the songs that I have chosen when we've talked about this, right? Um, in most of the times, it, it comes from these places where things aren't working. <laughs> most of the songs that are the most important to me come come to me or, or are meaningful in times when things aren't working. Um, and so this is a song called White Capstone um, by Project 86. Um, and so the main chorus goes, lost in your light. The only way I'll make it through is lost in your light. I close my eyes and disappear in white. And then there's this really powerful, and I mean, 
I don't know, I must be feeling raw today or something, but this really powerful part of the song that says, so tell me it was worth it. Tell me I will make it. Tell me all of this was not in vain. Remind me of your promises. Remind me of your faithfulness. Remind me this was never about me. And, you know, like I said, it, it draws me back to that moment that I first heard it and what I was feeling when that was going on. But it also kind of reminds me that music, so much of the music that I love is stuff that has gotten me through difficult times, right? Um, when stuff isn't working, when it feels like all hell is breaking loose. Um, and the things that I want aren't happening. <laughs> um, and it's, it's encouraging, right? Um, it's, it's, it kind of gives you a, a place to retreat to in the midst of what feels like this hellacious storm and to kind of hold on until it passes and then kind of move forward into the new thing. And both of those songs were that for me in that season and have remained so in other seasons. And I, I find myself going to find them when I, when I need them again. Um, so it's a, it's the beauty, it's the beauty and the power of, of good music um, that, that leads us into those places. Um, but to segue if we if we might um it uh it's also um you know we talked last last time about you know this idea of what do you want right and i've talked really clearly about this thing that i had just gone through that made me realize like what i want and what our family wants is to live in alaska and that's the plan now that's the project that's what we're doing um and it also then reminded me of this book, um, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. Highly recommend it. It's easy read, fast read, brilliant read. I would, it's not quite on the level of ragamuffin gospel, but it's got that same vibe to it. Um, this really beautiful gospel in it. Um, Amazon or something. Yeah, it's just tremendous. Um, well, go through bookshop.com, all you listeners. It benefits local bookshops. Um, it costs a little bookshop. bit more, but it's worth it. Yeah, bookshop.com. You can select a local bookshop, and then they get a little bit of extra kick out of it. Um, That's cool. Yeah, cool. So, um, but this guy talks about, Donna Miller, he's a writer. It's what he does for a living. And he talks about this story, um, story to... Um, basically what it takes to, to be a story, um, or to make a good story. Um, and his, the basic premise of what a good story is, is somebody who wants something and overcomes adversity to get it. Right. And his, one of his phrases is nobody is going to go to a movie about a person who wakes up to buy a red sedan with leather seats because it's not a compelling story. It's not a compelling thing to want, right? It's got to be higher stakes than that. And they're also not going to go to a movie where everything works out like most Christian movies, might I add. Um, there's got to be real serious stakes and real serious difficulty, um, which is what all of the great stories that we've ever loved have had in common, is that basic arc. Somebody wants something um, and they have to go through something to get it. Um, and I found, you know, that this music that I gravitate to is, it sort of fits that particular mold, right? It's this, this way to kind of assist me in getting through the adversity <laughs> of trying to get to where I want to get. 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was just, it was, it was a fascinating kind of connection that's kind of brewed up over the last month or so. But, um, so yeah, I mean, you, you all know what I want. I'm very clear at this point what I want. Um, and we're, you know, my wife and is on board and, um, our family's on board even, you know, I was a little worried to talk to my dad and my stepmom about it. Cause they're very like, you know, don't rock the boat. You know, you can, you can have fun when you're ready. You can have fun when you retire and, you know, but they made this big move from Wisconsin to Arizona because she had wanted to live in Arizona for 20 years. And she finally said like, it's got to happen. We're doing it. So they're telling you to do what they didn't do. (laughs) So they're just like, well, I mean, really, we had this really beautiful conversation, which doesn't often happen with my side of the family of like, absolutely don't wait. It was a mistake to wait. (laughs) Because they waited and then eventually made the decision and they could have made it earlier. They could have done it before. Right. And, and so, you know, they, they really were like, yeah, go get what you want. Like live the life you want to live. Like why? And if it lines up with what God wants, it's going to happen. Well, yeah. And and kind of like I said last week, I believe that that, that for us, especially like being in that place is a part of what is best for our faith and our walk and our, our life as a family, a hundred percent. So that's why it's on your heart. Right. It, it couldn't possibly get in the way. <laughs> right, right now. Um, no. So anyway, um, so you all know what I want. Um, I asked you guys what you wanted. Uh, you know, there are some things that can and cannot, you know, be, be mentioned. But is, is any clarity come to that? Is there, or is there any adversity popping up around some of those unnamed things? <laughs> I'll let Daddy to be uh, again. <laughs> Daddy to yeah. be again. Which is all of us. Daddy did it be again. I'll let him go first, but I, I do. So, yeah. I haven't put a lot of thought into this since our last conversation, but I think I talked about last time about um, with Alex on the way. I think uh, I want to be a better person. Um, Alex is, or Alex, Calvin has done that. Allison's done that. Um, yeah, how can I, how can I talk about this without being too personal? Um, that is always the question (laughs) when you're a public speaker. Yeah. How do I make this not inappropriate? (laughs) How do I use, how do I use my family as the sample without giving too much detail? Um, and when you can't, you do what I did last time and say, yep, checking out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there were some old, well, there still are some old habits from my previous marriage uh, that I do uh, that caused that divorce that started to manifest in the current marriage. Um, and God bless Allison. Uh, she decided not to run away like my last wife. And I agree uh, with her. God, I agree with um, you. I mean, God bless her. God bless her. Because like I said in my music selection, I will put people through hell, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. So, um, but the miracle of anxiety meds and the miracle of being self-aware, I mean, that's something I've done in my chaplaincy training, and I'm sure you guys have done it in some of your ministry training and experience of learning, even if you're not the most self-aware person, you learn to become self-aware um, and you learn how to process yourself and your feelings and then 
here's the kicker communicate them mm-hmm. um so in the past couple months that is really there's been a drastic change in our marriage um for the better so hopefully that's not you know i'm sure when allison listens to this she'll either kill me or say thank you for not sharing sharing too much but for not sharing too much i'm yeah. sure you did i'm sure you kept it general enough that she'll appreciate what you're saying yeah so uh, anyway yeah. and you know what and so it that's makes a clear good thing what you to want admit. too right it makes clear that what you want is to keep this family together and to do what you need yeah. to do to be a part of that and that's awesome yeah yeah that's what it's you want made, yeah. very clear um Can't not only that i want to be that i want to be a better person like i said last time but actually um i don't want to do it just for me um, i want to do it for Amen. Amen. well at the very least, Allison deserves a better husband, and definitely, at the very least, Alex and Calvin deserve a father who's present and mindful of that. And um, I want and them I to learn. I want them to learn how to be better than I have been. And you know, Just the as like we is- said, my. <laughs> the reality is, Sal, they're going to grow up to be their own people, and they're going to have their hang-ups like you did, like Allison does, like we all do. Um, but what you're doing is trying to give them the best opportunity to become the messed up human beings they're going to become, <laughs> so that they have the best opportunity to be the best parents to raise the, let's be honest, hot, be honest, hot messes that their kids will become. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way, that's humanity. We do the best we can with what we got. That's it. That's that's exactly it. I want. I understand that they're gonna have their own life experiences and whatever issues in life. But as Allison says, yeah, cheers. As Allison says, at the very least, we want them to be able to come to us and be safe with us and say, "This is what's scary here. This is what's." Which communication? Yep. Which communication? Which Allison for sure did not have growing up and I had to a degree but family dynamics kind of I had it too. Away with I that. had open communication with my parents for the most part you know there's always those boundaries that keep you from talking one way or the other to your parents for this or that but I knew I could go to my parents for anything come hell or high water and they'd support me I wouldn't always like their way of supporting me but they would support me um but you know at the same time uh, Bernie didn't, you know, she had that in some ways, um, certainly with her mom, her mom was totally there for her, but her family dynamics were a lot different than mine. And she did not have it to the degree that I did for sure. And, um, and I'm not sharing too much. That's just, I mean, that, that's just, uh, she would agree with that. So, um, but with that said, we've got to be the best that we can be. You know, and um, and uh, if we don't want that for ourselves, we're really we're really effed up. <laughs> if we don't want to be better than we are now, and I don't care who you are, if you don't want to be better than you are now, why are you living? And I don't mean that in some sort of like go kill yourself way, like suicidal way. I don't want that to be taken wrong. But like like, what is your purpose? If if you think that you have hit the pinnacle of the best you can be. And I don't think anybody does. I would be surprised if anybody does. You know? So, thank you, Sal. 
Thanks yep. for your honesty. And I'm sure, well, I don't want to speak for Allison, but I, I know Allison and I'm sure she'll appreciate your honesty. Yeah. And I also want someone to pay off my Wrangler, but that's, that's a side thing. You want what? Someone to pay off my Wrangler. My Jeep. Oh, your Wrangler, Wrangler. of course. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Sure. Well, if you really... <laughs> well, that one, that one, there it is. We just found the one that's going to get Sal in trouble. There it is. That will get Sal in trouble. <laughs> you, you, now, you everything else was sincere and wholehearted yeah. and you, would have, like, it bought you a year of, like, love. You were doing now so good, cut buddy. that down. <laughs> you were doing so good. But that, cut that down but by half a year. <laughs> but that's sincere, too. Yeah. Well, I'm being sincere. on air. Yeah. Good. I'll have to remember to add that in at the end of mine <laughs> to see how it works. We have two people. This is a controlled test here. <laughs> okay. Um, and I just unplugged myself. So uh, if I'm speaking really loud, I can't hear what I'm doing. I'll keep doing that all night, all day long. Um, so, though it looks like night on Striper, I keep looking and it's like. Uh, it looks like Jesus is about to die on the cross there, and God is going to strike holy hell down on the earth. Yes, yeah, so uh, anyway, um, what do I want? So last time, you know, I it's not that what I spoke of wasn't what I want. That is what I want. But, but you were right, Blake, to push back, because, you know, I don't think any one of us don't want the things that I was mentioning in the context that, that we're all in. Um, and I do want that and coming off of a, a pandemic, especially with how uncertain everything has been, I would like nothing more than those things I said at the last uh, episode. And if you want to hear them, go back there and listen to them. Um, for this episode, um, to, uh, to, to bring this forward, what do I want in my life? Well, I have spent the last year of my life, almost, not quite a year, but the last year of my life, really soul searching my, um, you know, I'll take my glasses off for this because this is serious. Um, soul searching the last uh, year uh, about my own struggle with mental health. Um, I suffer from mental illness. I, I have to say that publicly and out loud, and I'll say that as loud as I can. Uh, I always thought it was depression, and I do have chronic depression. There's no doubt about it. My psychologist, when I was a teenager, told my mom that that's something probably I'll be taking medicine or something for for the rest of my life. Like, there's a chemical imbalance up there, and that is what it is. Did I freeze? Yeah. Your video did at least. Your sound is still good. Okay, I'm back. Am yeah. I not freezing anymore? Cool. You're there. Yep. You're, you're in there. Cool. I'm back. Okay. So I will, uh, I'll edit that out obviously, but where did you last hear? <laughs> we, you know, we heard all did of you it. Hear it all? We heard all of it. But I just was frozen. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'll figure a way to edit that together. Um, <clears throat> but basically what I was saying is that, you know, I went, you know, over this year, I, I really discovered that um, anxiety is actually more my issue than depression. Like the, the psychologist always told me that, um, told my mom that like, you know, I may be struggling with depression the rest of my life, but I, 
nobody ever checked me for anxiety, <laughs> you know, and I, and, and the more I realize it, I, su I suffer from social anxiety. I suffer from anxiety in general. Like I have pretty paralyzing anxiety and it caused me to take care of that, even though that's not what I thought I was doing in ways that were less than healthy. Let's put it that way. And um, this last year, I was able to find healthy ways to address my anxiety and my depression. Now, is it completely gone and, and, and away? No. Uh, but it is. Uh, it is under control and mainly non-existent now. Mainly. Uh, except healthy doses of anxiety as people across the world... <laughs> experience you know some anxiety is good you don't want to be completely like a laid-back couch potato <laughs> you know but you want to you want to you want to be able to handle life in a normal kind of way and normal's the wrong word but you know what i mean so um so what do i want what do i want after this last year of reflecting on who I am and ways of becoming the better me. Um, and I have become a much better me over the last year. Um, and it's hard for people who don't know me and don't live with me day to day to see that because you're just seeing preacher Todd or you're seeing party on John cast Todd, but you're not seeing Todd on the day to day, the d different things they struggle with. And that's always the case for every human being out there that you you think you know because you see them, <laughs> but you don't know because you don't really see them. You just see what they want you to see. And um, so what do I want? I want peace. I, I, you know, like most of my life, yeah, I've had moments of peace. There are times where I really do feel at peace. Right now, I feel at peace. But most of my life has been a freaking war. That's just that's just it. I've been at war with myself, at war with my demons, at war with the demons outside of me that are that feel like they're just trying to take me down for no good reason. Like yeah, you know, at war with every last thing I could possibly worry about. Uh, this side of the green grass, and um, I want peace. That's what I want. So whatever I can do to get that, I'm gonna do it. Whatever it takes. And part of that is also one of the weird things that we're going through right now. Um, well, I'm going through right now is one of our daughters is now a permanent resident in Florida. <laughs> that's an, that's a huge life announcement, by the way, um, since the last time we recorded. She has uh, gotten hired by Disney part-time, and I'm sure that will go to full-time when she can, but she's part-time, and she's transferring down to college down there, and she's a full-time resident of Florida and not looking to move back. So that's one transition in my life, and the second transition is my youngest daughter, and I only have two. Because uh, I thought that by the third, if I tried for another boy, it would be a third daughter. And not that I have anything wrong with my two daughters, uh, but three weddings is a little much. So I thought two was a good stop. It was a good cutoff. Um, <laughs> I love my daughters. Wouldn't trade them for the world. I'm glad I had two daughters and not a boy. But I knew that third boy wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so... Um, uh, or at least I, I, I put my, I bet my hedge, my bets with, uh, Murphy's law. So, um, 
so yeah, my old my youngest daughter now has accepted uh where she's gonna go to university. Uh and she is looking to go into psychology and therapy and uh, and she'll be great at it. Uh, she really will, but I'm looking at another child who's about to spread their wings and leave. And while I didn't think that college would be the last time my oldest daughter ever lived in our house again, it turned out that way. So that very well could be the case with our next daughter. Who knows? Um, you know, either way, we'll we'll roll with it. But I just, you know, like that puts my wife and I in a different position now because it's always been kids, 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 kids. And, and any parent knows that that's when, when you have kids, that's what it becomes. Kids, 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 kids. And your own marital life can kind of fall by the wayside. You're, you know, like the playtime, the dating, the things that you used to do before you had kids kind of go by the wayside. And, and as much as you try to be intentional again, you know, against that, and as much as Bernie and I have done things and gone on dates and stuff, there hasn't been a whole lot of it. And um, we're in this uh, place now where we need to refine ourselves as a couple, which many couples do. I mean, that's a natural, that's the other side of parenting, right? Is finding yourselves again. So, so what do I want? Peace and, uh, and that to find ourselves again and to be, you know, in this new phase of life together, which I'm sure we will be, but uh, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And to be a better person, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I can't throw that out. A sal to say to be a better dad, a better husband, a better person. Absolutely, mm-hmm. what I want to be. Yep. How's that, yeah. Sal? Better than last time? Hey, it's all, it's <laughs> all good, man. I just, uh, yeah. But I, I had a little more time know, to think about it, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know that. That's, you know, both of those things, all these things, right? They have conflict, right? They have stuff you have to overcome, stuff you have to deal with, uh, which is part of why I wanted to wear this shirt, this sweet. I love that shirt, man. Sweet shirt from GrimFrost.com. I want to be be an ambassador for their company so bad. It's just nothing but Viking stuff. Um, But it's a rune, um, kind of a, a take on a rune stone. Love runes. Um, which the the runes around you see there's like the stone and then there's these words that trail around the edges. Um, is from this ancient book of basically Viking proverbs called the Havamal. Havamal, yep. And this is Havamal 16. An unwise man thinks he'll live forever if only he can avoid a fight. But old age will give him no peace, even if weapons do. Um, and in that verse, um, I've always kind of felt like, did I freeze now? Nope, you're good. Todd froze again. He's not even the frozen chosen. Mm, crazy. Mm. Well, he's really out. I think uh, you want to wait for him to come back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this one in Ohio is super duper exciting. If we can get it, I think it might be the, you know, if they offer, it's probably going to be the one we end up choosing. Um, okay. 
for a number of reasons. It's a good, it's good, I mean, it's a good congregation. It's still an interim, which is what we want. We don't want anything long term. You um, back, Todd? I'm back. <laughs> there we go. Sorry we go. about that. So, uh, so Blake, you were talking about the runes. What do the runes mean again? That's where we were. Yeah. So when I left. Are, <laughs> yeah, the runes are from Habamal number sixteen. Um, an unwise man thinks he'll live forever if only he can avoid a fight, but old age will give him no peace, even if weapons do. Mm. Um, Amen. <laughs> Age yeah. and death are the great leveler, aren't they? Right. <laughs> but, you know, you the, can have all the, the weapons in the world. You're going to freaking die someday. <laughs> but the point of it too, right, is, you know, I've all, I, I, this is my pastor shirt. I'm going to start wearing this shirt to session meetings mm-hmm. um, because we avoid conflict. We avoid the hard stuff so often thinking it will save us. But in the end, it just, it comes and gets us all the same. Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of, you know, I feel that connects well to this question of what do you want in overcoming difficulty to get what you want? Because, you know, Sal, you know what you want. Todd, you know what you want. I know what I want. But if, if we're not going to go through the hard stuff to get it, it's not going to happen. Never going to happen. Um, right. You know, and that's kind of the beauty of these stories that we have loved that, you know, you know, in music, of course, but then of course, the story of all stories, um, uh, the, the gospel of Luke Skywalker, um, you know, that's a, that's a story of, you know, it would have been easier for them to stay out of the fight safer even. Um, for sure. But they wouldn't <laughs> a lot safer, <laughs> a lot safer. It's a lot. It's, it's, I mean, there, you can question that over the scheme because they still end up being slaves and pawns of the empire. But yeah, I mean, in terms of their personal selves, mm-hmm. a lot safer. Yes, yeah, I mean it's so it's so much easier to just go along with what the empire wants than it is to push against it. But that doesn't get you what you want. Doesn't get you where you want to be. Um, you know, for us, where we're at, like we know we have to make a move. Um, staying here is we're building inertia. <laughs> um, I think Todd's gone again. Yep, yeah, gone again. Man, tough signal day. I think the empire doesn't want this discussion to happen. That's right. I'm back. I'm back. There he is. I was going to say the Russian trolls know we're coming for him in the bonus. The Russian trolls are out to get us. They're coming. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I love stories like Star Wars. And I mean, we have, we are still, we have not gotten back to Cobra Kai, which we need to do. Um, But that's to get back to because we haven't talked about the new season, have we? Right. But you know, yeah. you know, if, if if nothing else, right? Uh, have you guys seen the memes? Like, you know, men will men will um, literally do this instead of go to therapy, right? Men yeah. will men will literally kill an entire race of people and become a tool of the empire to avoid therapy. Hashtag Darth Vader. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Darth Vader. Hashtag. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> But you know, all 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 Anakin ever wanted was to be seen as brave and bold and all of these things. But he wouldn't actually do the hard stuff he needed to do to make that be real. And so he tried to take shortcuts. And yeah, he tried to yeah take it instead of earn it. And Um, the tragedy is, he had people on his left shoulder and his right shoulder, and on the right shoulder they were saying, "Dude, 
No, you got to be aware of fear. You got to be aware of yourself. You've got to be aware of, of these things that are, are brewing in you. They're important, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then on the left shoulder, you had people going, feed into it, feed yeah. into it. It's the this way, is way you know, easier. The Just way do this. Go. You'll yeah. save your wife. Otherwise she could die. And, you know, like they fed into his fears and he ended yeah. up being the death of his wife. Spoiler alert. But that's mm-hmm. the way it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, what a painful tragedy, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's Greek tragedy at at its highest. Star Wars, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> it's the hero who becomes the villain, the fallen hero, the fallen hero. Yep. And that's what what the Dark Knight was about, right? Like that was mm-hmm. the whole point of the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. The Joker could care less, could care less about what happened. He burned money, whatever. Doesn't matter to him. He just wanted to bring the White Knight down, and he mm-hmm. did that not in Batman. He knew Batman wasn't the White Knight. Batman was the opposite of himself. Mm-hmm. No, the White Knight was this district attorney who was not going to be bought out by criminals, but he ended up losing to himself. And that was the Joker's biggest win in that movie, was getting the White Knight to be tarnished. And he did. That's where Two Face was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I've 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 had a sense for a long time that you know there's a reason these stories resonate with us as human beings, right? Yes. And it's because they're real. It's because you know we know what it is to want something and to have bad things happen along the way to trying to get it. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I think a lot of I've been thinking about midlife crisis lately. I'm like, you know, most people want a car. I apparently want to move to Alaska is like my midlife crisis. Um, but I think, I think what that is to me, you know, and tell me, you know, I may be wrong and, you know, psychologists who are listening, you know, let me know if I'm totally wrong on this, but I feel like at least for me where I'm, where I'm at in, in this point in my life, I'm just like, you know, life does feel like it's getting short even though it's not, I'm 40. I've got a good chunk left, God willing. Um, 40 is weird, isn't it? When you hit it, it's weird. Um, (laughs) but, but at the same time, I would, I mean, I I intend to say the same thing to my daughters, right? Don't put off something that you can reasonably attain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If it's your Mm -hmm. thing, if it is what makes your heart sing, just go get it. Do it. Because it, it will make it all better. Um, it won't fix your problems. There will still be problems. There will still be conflict. There will still be trouble. There will still be bills and issues and all that. But, you know, there's, I think that that midlife crisis is just this point where people sometimes get where they're just like, I'm not putting off what I want anymore. Right. (laughs) Ironically, what will fix your problems and in terms of this broken world, what will fix your problems is death. That's the great leveler. It's rich, poor, or otherwise, right. you're all going to die. And when you die, there isn't like all the stuff you suffered before is gone. That's done. Mm-hmm. Now, you can believe that you're worm food after that, or you can believe that there's something more right. to it. And mm-hmm. that's where we lie our faith down on. But the, the mm-hmm. reality is, the great leveler is freaking death, man. There's a song, if you don't mind, if you will entertain me for this second here. Sure. Uh, and I know you have a hard out on, uh, uh, th- you know, soon, Sal. So we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, to our conclusion soon. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. but there is the song uh, uh, by, and they're a pagan rock band. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, um, they're called uh, Incub. No, not Incubus. Uh, yeah, Incubus Succubus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there it is. And they have a song called The Leveler. And it's about death, actually. And it's about the things that, um, unfortunately, we as Christians should be looking to level things while people are alive rather than looking to level things, you know, through death. Uh, but but this is this is a true story. Uh, here's the leveler lyrics by Incubus Succubus. Um, and in fact, you know what I'll do? Because, uh, you know, you have shown me. Uh, Blake, that there is technology here Ooh. that we can use. So what I'll do is I'll share my screen and you can actually hear it, which means that I will have to put this to speaker. Uh, so yeah, you... make sure when you do the share, you share sound as well. I make that mistake all the time. Oh, when you share a screen, you can share sound and I can actually be on my earphones and that's okay? It should. Yeah, should it, be. Should okay. be, it should make it so we all hear it. Okay, so I'm going to share a screen. And I'm going to do uh, Chrome, Google Chrome. That's where I want to go. And we're going to do advanced. And how do you share computer audio? Yep. You want to share the audio or can you share both? You can do both. Um, so like when I got it, when I get it, a little thing will pop up that says share screen. And then there's a little box to tag on the like the left-hand corner of that. That says okay. share sound. Okay, so it's in the basic? I think so. Oh, share sound. I see it. Yes, I there see it. it. I see it. You are the best, man. Did I ever tell you you're the best? Because you are. Oh, well, thanks. Well, you're welcome. Glad no, I feel optimized for video clip, too, while I'm at it. And then that way, this is going to be great. I love this because we're like real time. I have to grant privilege, so we're going to talk about this. Uh, I'm real-time showing you how this works on a, on a Mac. You may not be able to see it, but I can tell you um, I am setting up those uh, – and, of course, I typed it wrong. I'm setting up those settings right now because we do this real-time. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, so, so here we go. And um, I'm going to give Zoom the access to uh, – I'm going to quit and reopen, which means one of you is going to be host. Give me a second. I'll edit this all out. Sure. Hmm. Give me a, ch- a second again. Darn Apple products, man. What's that? Darn Apple Stupid products. Stupid Apple products, man. It's not cool. All right, here we go. Leave meeting. I'm going to sign it. You know what? I'll sign it to you, Blake, since you're the uh, the uh, guy I've been sharing with lately. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, so talking tomorrow night, told them that we're close to the end of the process with a couple others, so they're real motivated, so we might have quite the decision to make in the next week or two is it um is it a bigger congregation it's about the same probably um, I'm, I'm back look at that hey, that was crazy back. look at that man. there you go oh my god and i'm the host again i'm going to reclaim host it says i can do that so i'm going to yep. do it 
maybe. Now I'll volume most. Okay. So uh, I'm going to share my screen with y'all. <laughs> and um, and I'll show you this, this song because it reminds me exactly what you were talking about, uh, Blake, in terms of, you know, like just how how honestly um honestly how like death really is the great leveler and what makes jesus christ the answer <laughs> is that while we will all in death be equal to one another in jesus christ we're equal in life amen and we don't die i mean like yeah bodies uh are more you know all mortality will crumble and fail but but there's more to us than just the body and Jesus has got that covered and we'll be in new bodies very shortly. So here is the song that I'm going to share with you all. So here we go. Oops, except that I am, um, I think this is right. Yeah. I think you forgot to hit the share sound. Can you hear this all? Nope. No? Am I not sharing sound? Yeah, so... You're not sharing sound. Okay, go we're going to gonna do this again. Yeah, make sure you tab that box. I will. I probably did not. I did it before. Yeah, it won't stay up. You have to do it every time. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Share sound. So sorry about that. Let's start that again. How about that? And I'll optimize for video clip, and I will go to Google Chrome, Incubus, Succubus. I'll share... And we'll go back to the, oh, and of course it's going to ask me for permission because, you know. Apple. Boy, I have a, <laughs> did not make that simple. Okay, here we go. Uh, can Now let me know if you can hear this. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. basically like the whole idea that he is the only true friend of the poor meaning that as much as the rich say they're going to help the impoverished and blah 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 the people in power really the only true friend of the poor is death <laughs> like that's what ends their their impoverishment and we don't like to think of it that way but it's true and and the great leveler is death. No matter how rich you are, you could be Donald freaking Trump. You're going to die someday, man. You're going to die. It doesn't matter what you've gained. You will die. That is the great reveler, or leveler. 
And uh, maybe there's some revelry in there from the poor who are like, thank God. <laughs> it's not just us, finally. But uh, I love that because it may be a pagan band and you can see the pentacle there and they're, they're uh, you know, Wiccan. And that's where I first found them. Plus they're gothic and I love goth music. But there's truth in that song, man. There's truth. But the great news is that in Jesus Christ, you don't have to just wait for death. <laughs> Hey, freaking men. That's right. <laughs> um, but yes, without Jesus Christ, yes, death will level it all for sure. <laughs> um, I heard this in church this morning uh, from our pastor about Easter, and I loved how she said it. Uh, with Easter, uh-huh. hope seeps through. Hope seeps through. Hope seeps through. Um, And um, tie it back to May the 4th be with you. May the Um, 4th be with you, baby. Yes, this is why we're on May 4th today. Beware of the the revenge of the 5th. Back to the gospel of Luke Skywalker and Emperor. Um, Rebellions are built on hope. That's all all that they had uh, to go against the imperial power and death and look at the american revolution you want to talk about mm-hmm. uh, look at ukraine okay no, talk about current events yeah and we will are we built to our hope next, uh, segment yeah <laughs> amen it's the truth and you want to talk about an empire trying to take over a free country and uh, i hear tell now about And you're frozen. Yeah, it's having some tough internet. That's that, uh, that's that Mance internet. Yeah, it must be, huh? Yeah. So where are you at? So, you know, it's about the same size congregation, probably be about a two-year poll. Um, yeah, you cut out again. <laughs> I cut out just slightly, but I'm just yeah. letting I'm letting it go. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Ride with it. Let it go. Let, Let it, go. it go. All right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Viking, that's from Viking land up there in yeah, Norway. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, this is a good end, and uh, we have an awesome bonus content for all of you Patreons. Last last time, you all got to get the bonus content. This time, sorry. Five bucks a month. You do not want to miss it. We have great content, and you're helping support uh, us just do what we do. We don't make money off of it. It literally just pays the bills. So Mm -hmm. support us. Thank you. Um, I mean, I would love for us to get enough supporters that we could buy the beer that or coffee that we're, you know, like reviewing. That would be great. Mm. But literally, you're still just paying the bills at that point. So I actually like that idea. I've seen Your support other, will be grateful. I like that idea. I've seen other video blogs and podcasts do that. We should start a beer fund on the Patreon. We should that start could, a beer fund. And and with that beer fund, hey, if you're paying like five bucks a month, tell us ooh. what you want us to review. We'll freaking review it. Right. Listen, I have been cutting out beer out of my life except for the freaking podcast. <laughs> so, I, I literally was like, I've got to have something besides Poland Springs to review, guys. I'm, <laughs> so I went and I went yesterday and I picked up Bang, you know, uh, Eric the Orange. But 
But yeah, tell us what you want us to review. We'll pick it up and we'll review it. But you got, you know, you got to chip in. That, that that's come on. <laughs> so, chip in. Help us out. We're not asking for five five bucks a month, man. Just one day of not having Starbucks will, you know, the one day a month of not having Starbucks will will eliminate your your worry of five bucks a month. Help us out. Don't you agree, Blake? Totally. 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 Hey, we help ourselves out. Help us out, too. <laughs> so um, with that said, uh, I guess this is a good place for me to plug myself back in and say, be excellent to each other. Don't be a jerk. Skull. Skull. Rock on. Rock on. Rock on. Rock on.